Hello and welcome to Dave's Disney View Podcast. A one-time cast member, a long-time visitor, and an engineer who enjoys the magic and wonder of it all, Dave brings you his unique perspective on the Walt Disney World Resort. Throughout the show, we ask that there be no eating, drinking, smoking, or flash photography. Please keep your hands and arms inside the moving vehicle at all times and enjoy the show. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Dave again. How's everybody doing? You know, one of the questions I get more often than not from my friends, from colleagues, from people I meet, even from people through the website, or even when I send a resume around, because I still have on my resume that I worked at Walt Disney World, I get the question, what was it like to work there? Must have been really cool. And I thought I'd take a couple of podcasts to go through what it was like to work there. You know, it's really something that was that was kind of special, and I wanted to bring that to you in a couple of parts. So part one, we're going to talk about the experience of getting the job and the emotional part of just getting there and being a part of the Disney company. And now here's part one. Getting to the point of actually making a decision to be a cast member at Walt Disney World and how that worked for me. When I was growing up, I went there all the time. And around high school at some point, I was talking to my dad and I was saying, you know, I think it'd be really fun to work here. He goes, well, maybe you should someday. And it stuck with me in the back of my mind. It was echoing around, well, maybe I should someday. Maybe I should someday. And as I got later into high school, a couple of friends and I, I think maybe our junior or senior year, we had decided that we were going to take one of our breaks, whether it was a summer break or a Christmas break or whatever, and we were going to go up and we were going to work at Disney World. And the idea was we were going to become, uh, you know, just seasonal seasonal cast members, work up there, and uh, find a place to live, and the three of us were going to have a great time. And it was a really good idea in principle. Unfortunately, the execution was flawed and we never made it up there. I think uh, we had some questions about, you know, how do you, what do you do when you're a cast member and, you know, what are the hours going to be like and uh, transportation for all three of us. And I think one of the guys, he was dating someone and he didn't want to leave her behind and, you know, all of those things. So it was, you know, a lot of factors and we never made it up. Then as I went to college, I was uh, at the University of Miami and I was, you know, kind of engrossed in my study and my work and I went to the parks often, but I didn't find a time to actually go to work there. I was uh, taking somewhat professional jobs during the summer, so it just didn't work out uh, timing-wise for me. But then when I went to uh, go to UCF up in Orlando, things changed a little bit because now I had an opportunity. I was there, and I was going to the parks all the time anyway. And here I was. I was in graduate school, and graduate school can be a, a grind, especially as you're working on a thesis or a dissertation or something like that. It, it can be a bit taxing and be a bit of a grind on you. And I remember thinking to myself, this is just, you know, it's a lot. Um, I'm asking a lot of myself here. I'm pushing myself pretty hard to get some stuff done. And I want to take advantage of an opportunity here to go to work for Disney. And so one Christmas season, right around the time I, I actually graduated from, got out of graduate school in December. So as I was winding down my graduate program, I uh, decided I was going to go and I was going to take this opportunity because what other opportunity was I going to have to just walk right into the casting center and try and get an entry-level job with Disney? One thing I learned, somewhere along the way, you find out that you know Disney doesn't like to necessarily hire someone right off the street to take a professional job with the company. They prefer to groom people from within. And the rationale for grooming people 
will probably become clear to you as I go through the rest of this podcast, but they really like to have people who have that Disney experience because you really understand something. Better is if you have Disney experience and some other uh, outside of Disney real world experience, but really they're looking for somebody who understands what Disney is all about and really gets it uh, to fill professional roles. So with that in mind, I was like, you know, here's a great opportunity for me to go and actually do a job and, and have some fun and get away from the, you know, the real world that is my, my uh, graduate degree and move on to doing something else that's, that's a little bit fun and have, have a great time. So I did that, and I made the decision in November that I was going to go over to the casting center. Um, I had seen something in the paper that they were hiring again for seasonal people for the, for the holidays, and so I had made a trip over to the casting center. Now, the casting center is there right across from downtown Disney. If you look across the street, there's this giant uh, giant building that looks almost almost castle-like. And uh, you go in there, and that's, that's the casting center. And you can just walk up. Anytime they'll take somebody in there, or at least they did. I, I assume they still do. You could just walk in and uh, apply for a job. Now, if you're there during a seasonal time, they're more likely to hire you because they're always looking to staff up and fill positions. Now, Disney is filled with all kinds of different people from all walks of life, from different places, different professions, different degrees, non-degrees, anything you like. There's a little bit of everybody mixed into the, into the Disney pool there. And as you go through it, you walk into this building and you walk up and you, you go down this long hallway that's set up almost like an like you're outdoors and looking at uh, looking at uh, walls kind of going along you going along they're like brick walls on either side and I believe they had some Disney characters painted in there and and whatever but you're walking along this hallway and there's there's like a second floor where there's doors that look like offices of some kind but on the first floor you're just walking along through this through this like this very long hallway and it has this sort of I don't know a mythical feel to it it's it makes it kind of fun as you're walking along I mean I just had this feeling like this is something different this is not walking into company X and getting a job this is doing something really unique and I remember walking up to the the receptionist who was there and I said I you know was looking for a position at Disney for a seasonal job and she said no problem gave me a little application to fill out said have a seat over there go watch the movie at some point um, and then uh, come back and give me the forms and the movie she was talking about, uh, about a minute or two later, someone came out and said the next showing of, I guess it's, I, I guess it was sort of an informational video, is showing in one minute. So I go in, and it's maybe a five-minute video. And in the video, they made it cute. It's very Disney-styled. And it's all about what it's like to work for Disney. And the key, key points that they, that they bring to you are you work a job that's around the clock. So you're, you're on a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week job. Because Disney World never closes. So you're going to work the shift that they're going to ask you to work. And number two is you need to have reliable transportation to be able to get to that job. Because if you're, going to, if you're planning on taking the bus, there's a chance that the bus stops or runs less frequently at certain times of the night, and you may not be able to make it. So with that in mind, you know, make sure that this is the right job for you. And I thought, okay, that's, that's good. They're being very upfront. They're telling you exactly what you can expect. And believe me, that's critical as you get the job because that's really what it's all about. So I watched the video, filled out the forms, handed them in, had a seat. Was They have a you know, little, uh, little lounge area there where they had you know, like some couches and they're showing Disney movies on some of the screens and uh, on TVs in there and whatever. So I'm watching those and then eventually they called my name and the lady brought me back to, uh, to talk to me about being a seasonal cast member. And she goes, she gives me the look, the once over, because they're making a determination based on your enthusiasm, your attitude, your appearance, whether you're going to make a good cast member or not, and where they might want to put you. Are you going to be in an onstage area or a backstage area? Are they going to put you somewhere where you're going to interact with a lot of guests or with a few guests? So the first question she asked me is, what do you want to do? I said, you know, I really want to be busy. I want to just 
have a great time and be busy. And I think I said it enthusiastically enough where she's like, you know what? I have the perfect job for you. I'm going to put you in the Emporium. And I'm like, that's great. The Emporium, the big store at the end of the Magic Kingdom, that, that'd be fabulous. And she goes, you'll love it there. You've got the right attitude for it. You know, just in talking with me for a couple of minutes, you, you get the sense of um, what she was looking for was, was me. And that was great. You know, I was like, okay, sounds good. And she goes, all right, so what we'll do is we'll have your... Um, We'll have you set up for your, your training sessions, all your traditions and everything else, and you'll start in uh, a week or so, and you'll go through all that stuff, and then we'll set up a schedule and go through all of that. And I said, sounds great, and she told me the salary, which was low. You know, it's it's more than an entry-level job working at, uh, you know, your, your local uh, fast food place, but yet it's so much more than that. So I got the, uh, I got the position and was like, all right, I'm ready to go. And so... Uh, I was kind of excited. You know, this was, this was kind of an exciting time. Something different was about to happen in my life. I was about to change it up a little bit. And so the week or so passed, and uh, it was time for my traditions class. And traditions is really teaching you about the traditions of the Walt Disney Company. What's important to it? What makes Disney special? What makes Disney different? What is it about the Disney magic that makes everything work? So I thought, okay, here we go. And... My traditions class was actually going to be taking place in a um, in an area backstage behind the Magic Kingdom, and there's a there's a big cast member parking lot back there, and across the road is is part of the um, complex where they have some of the Disney University things and some of the pieces where they do some of these classes and so forth, and that's where mine was going to take place. So you know you're about a mile or so outside of outside of uh, the Magic Kingdom, and I remember pulling up and I got there early because you know there's a long Really, at the time, there weren't a lot of places to live that were near there, very near Disney World. And I was living, you know, relatively close, I'd say, but still probably about a half an hour drive. So I planned to get there early and take the trip and see how to get there and make sure that I knew the route and everything. So I I got there early, and I was there probably about a half an hour early. And I pulled into the parking lot and rolled down the windows. It's November. It's, you know, a little crisp. Rolled down the windows and just sat there and kind of soaked it in for a minute and said, Dave, here you are at Disney World. Look at this. You're going to be a cast member. And it was just one of those moments that I remember distinctly. And I'm sitting there and I'm listening. And as I'm sitting there for about half an hour, I could hear the train whistle off in the distance as it went around the Magic Kingdom. You'd hear it once in a while. I'd hear the steamboat whistle once in a while kind of coming back. And then at one point I heard something that I had never heard before. The uh, engineer on the train went, doot, 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 doot. And then the steamboat whistle responded, doot, doot. And I thought, wow, that is so cool. I mean, you know, just something I had never happened to hear before. And here I'm hearing it as I'm getting ready to be a cast member. And I just, I I had like a tingle. Um, It just felt amazing at that moment in time. So for the next three days, I was in a classroom. And you're you're learning something. And you know you're set up to to learn something. Yet, like everything that's Disney, they're keeping it so simple and so matter-of-fact that you don't really realize you're learning something. I mean, they don't sit there and give you tests and, you know, score you on things. It's all about being fun and interactive. And they're just teaching you all about the company history, the tradition of working for the Disney company, what Walt Disney set up, what it's all about. The first thing you do is you get your name tag. That is the first thing they do. They hand you your name tag. And at the time, it was still the old style name tags with the Mickey on the top, sort of the red edge, and it had your name inside it. So here I was, I picked up my name tag and said David. And I'm like, this is so cool, I have a name tag that says David, this is awesome. So I put that on. Throughout the couple of days, you go to different rooms. You're in little meeting rooms, you're in classrooms, you're in uh, uh, video rooms, you're doing different things, and you're learning all about the Disney company and everything that it stands for and what makes it special. 
and they're they're just teaching you all of these things, explaining all of this so that you really understand what it is that you're that you're doing because now you are a part of the magic. They remind you that you're going to be on stage. The reason that they call you cast members is because you're in a cast. You're performing for everybody. This is this is hyper reality. This is something different than you see every day. You know, Walt wanted to create a place where you can go and be away from your everyday. So you're on stage and you're putting on a show and everything is about the good show. So you want to smile, be friendly, don't be rude, point with your hand or a couple of fingers instead of pointing with one finger so you're not, you're not uh, doing anything that's rude to anybody. And always, always, always keep up the enthusiasm. You know, one thing that somebody said to me that I thought was just really funny was as you're walking along... You come in the you come in through the uh, the the uh, cast member entrance and you come in and maybe you're having a bad day at home maybe some things are happening at home you don't like when you get to your locker take that take that frown off your face put the frown in your locker take the smile out put it on your face and go to work and you know it has a certain contagiousness to it when you're working around people who are happy it really does mean something and I think that has a lot to do with why Disney has some of the successes success it has. And I really appreciate the way they, they kind of taught that along the way. One of the things that they did was really focus on making sure that you're in a good mood so that you're exu- exuding that good mood to everyone else. So we go through the couple of days of traditions and we're learning all about it. And, you know, they, they remind you how to ask questions, how to answer questions. And, you know, being interactive in some way and having some fun with it. Lady walked in and she says, I get the question all the time. You know, I work in the monorails, and somebody goes, "How long's the next train?" And I'd say, "224 feet, same as the last one." And then she goes, "Wait for it." And then she she goes, and then you always get that laugh because somebody says somebody realizes the mistake in what they just asked. How long until the next train, as opposed to how long is the next train? And you can diffuse a lot of things and make people you know kind of enjoy themselves just a little more by having a little fun with it as you're you know asking these questions and answering questions and you know having fun with people. So, you know, one of the things they did, they had us in a room and um, they, uh, they asked the, the very simple question, how many of you know how many stones are in Cinderella's castle? Now, in fact, I knew the answer to the question. It's all fiberglass. There are no stones in the Cinderella's castle. But I raised my hand and she goes, yes. And I said, you know, I don't know, but I'm going to go find out for you. And she looks at me and she goes, that is absolutely the right answer. That's what you want to do. You always want to do everything you can to meet the guest's expectations. Don't say, I don't know. That's not the, that's not the right answer. Say, I don't know right now, but I will find out for you. Because that is meeting, meeting and exceeding that guest expectation. And I thought, that's great. You know, that's just a fabulous way to answer a question. Um, and I kind of got that. I knew that going, you know, kind of figured that out as we were going through this session. And, you know, as you listen to people and you start to understand it, you, you realize that that's what they're looking for. So that was kind of neat. And uh, so I took that with me. And, you know, that, I, I got to say, the whole traditions class, it, while I say it taught me something, it really became a part of me in some way. Somewhere in the back of my mind, I used some of the things that they taught me in my everyday life. You know, treating people with respect, always being friendly. You know, trying to answer people's questions. You know, don't clam up and don't answer people. Try and answer their questions. Try and help. Try and do your best and try and always keep up your enthusiasm. That's always in the back of my mind. I've learned so much about that. Uh, that just really sticks with me and really, you know, is special to me in its own way. So Traditions was great. You know, it was just a really fun class. It was, you know, really fun to sit there and, and be interactive and, you know, meet all these different people from different uh, different places and 
who are doing different things. And in the traditions class, you're meeting everyone who was hired and starting in the same traditions class as you. Doesn't necessarily mean that they're um, that they're going to be working in the same location as you. In fact, I don't think any of them were. Uh, any of the people in my class were. But I made friends with a few of them, and we kept in touch while we were working in the parks uh, for a while. And uh, that was kind of fun. And then uh, next up was the um, was the part of the traditions class where they take you out and take you to your work location. And so the bunch of us that were working in the Emporium um, were taken from different classes and had to meet up on a certain day. And we went to the park. We actually met up at the front gate. And so we're at the front gate. We're all wearing our name tags. We're taken around. They take you down Main Street. They talk about the windows and the significance of Main Street and what's there and all the things that are going on. They remind you that you're going to get a costume, and that costume is really specific to that land, the area that you're in. Since we're Main Street, the costume we're going to get is going to be important to Main Street. And you really can't go anywhere else unless you're told to for some specific reason. And you're there, and you're, you're there as a part of Main Street. You're part of the, the set that is Main Street. And so we did that. We walked around. Um, we walked into the Emporium. We met some of the, the leads and supervisors. And, uh, you know, they gave us the lowdown, the, you know, the quick rundown on what the Emporium is all about, some of the philosophies of the Emporium, which are kind of specific, but really are the same philosophies as the company, but some of the things that they do there that might be just a hair different from some of the other work locations. And uh, then they took us down to wardrobe and they issued us our costumes. And the costume in the Emporium hasn't changed uh, since the time I worked there. You get the brown pants and uh, you get the, um, the uh, cream-colored shirt and you get the uh, the brown vest, and there's a little tie that goes with it. And one of the little details that amazed me when I first saw it was they also give you a set of suspenders, and you have to wear the suspenders. And the suspenders are blue, and the blue pulls out one of the other colors that's in the, that's in the tie, and it's, it's very subtle, and you don't ever see it. And yet, they, they make sure that you're wearing it every day. You know, if, they, if, a, if a lead or a supervisor saw that you weren't wearing it, they'd send you back to wardrobe to go get it because it's important that you're wearing your entire costume. It's part of the costume. And it's a very subtle thing that you're, that you're wearing, but it's just important to the entire visual that you've got going on there. You're feeling the part as being, as being there on Main Street. So I got my costume, got issued my locker, put my costume in my locker and locked it up and uh, went, on my, went on our way from there. And we rode around and we talked to some guests in the park and we were encouraged to interact as much as we wanted to. And we went and rode the monorail around a little bit. And how special. I mean, you know, here's a group of us who are new cast members and we're riding around on the monorail and there's a bunch of people on the monorail, a bunch of guests on the monorail. And remember, anybody that's in the park that's not a cast member is your guest. Treat them like they're at your house. Treat them as a guest. And what a, what a great concept. And you go around and uh, we're riding the monorail and we're talking to talking to some of the people on there, and some of the kids are, you know, looking at us, you know, kind of you know, quizzically, and you know, we're like, oh, we're new new cast members, and we start talking to them, we're interacting, and it's like suddenly, you know, we're just friends, you know, with these people. Um, not that I've never done that on the monorail anyway, just start talking to people for random reasons, but it's just, it, it, there was something so incredible about being there at that moment in time, just being a new cast member. There was also a little more that we, we did. We went into one of the other parks. In this case, we went to the uh, MGM Studios, and uh, we went over. And uh, one of the things we had to do was uh, learn from the experience of being in the park and meeting other cast members and guests and sort of the interaction between them. So what we were told to do was go out in the park for about three hours. Interact, run around, um, but don't wear your name tag. And just go around and meet different people and see what the interactions are like. And then when you come back, you have an hour to prepare a skit about what you saw 
and then you have, you know, 15 minutes to do your skit. And it was wide open. You could do whatever you wanted. So I was assigned with a group of other people, and we went out, and we went around, and we talked to people. You know, we asked, how tall is the Christmas tree? And we asked, uh, where, you know, where can I find this? You know, whatever. And we went around to different attractions, and we rode on a couple of attractions, and we saw some things, and we, we interacted. And then we came back, and we did a skit about it. And the skit was all about, you know, how one cast member was talking too fast, and there was there was a, a guest who was complaining about something and how that was diffused quickly by a lead walking over and just, just being very nice uh, and, you know, making, making things right at that moment in time. And, you know, that's what they're looking for. They want to make sure you get it, that you understand what it's all about. And I thought, this is great. I mean, this is, this is like home because this is really what it's all about. So that was, uh, that was the nature of the traditions class and some of the, uh, some of the training we went through. They also did a lot with safety training and telling us all about, you know, how to be safe and uh, making sure that you understood, you know, all about uh, fire safety and getting people out if there's, a, if there's an emergency, how to evacuate, what to do in those, in those types of situations. And that was, uh, that was pretty cool. And one other thing they did, we were in this one classroom and they were just asking Disney trivia questions. You know, it was just one question after another, raise your hand if you get it right. You know, they gave you a little um, PVC character or something, you know, some little tchotchke. And they went through all of these things. And you get to a certain point, and they're asking questions, and all of a sudden, a door bursts open, and Mickey Mouse comes in. And Mickey's standing there, and he's waving and shaking hands and whatever. And the instructor stops and goes, Now, one of the important things I want to remind you about is to expect the unexpected. You didn't expect Mickey Mouse to get in here, but I saw every one of your faces light up when he walked in that door. Think about what it's like for a guest in the park when you do something that's unexpected for them. Maybe it's not Mickey Mouse coming in, but maybe you do something else that's unexpected that really helps them. Think about that as you go through your day. And I'm like, man, this is great stuff. And that's, you know, it's the kind of things that stick with you in life. So that was that. The next thing we did was we went on to a, a merchandise training since I was specific to merchandise uh, working in the Emporium. Went to merchandise training. And the other people, if you were going to an attraction, you went to a specific attraction training for that attraction, the safety and the spiel and whatever other things you have to do. But for the merchandise training, it was really going into a room, and it was over by uh, the Carousel of Progress. And that in that room, what I was expected to do was learn how to uh, interact with the guests when they're making purchases, how to run the register, and uh, how, to, uh, how to deal with making change. Now, these may sound very trivial to you. Think about it for a minute. Have you ever had a problem where you went in and somebody couldn't handle it when you went in and, and made a purchase? No. Why? Because they took the time to, t- to explain it and what you're supposed to do. So they take you through all of those things. They teach you about, you know, a little bit about counterfeiting, a little bit about how to check ID on credit cards, those types of things. But you go through all of that stuff. And it's one of the cool things they did, and I thought this was really clever. As you're sitting there and you're, you're you know, you're ringing stuff up, they give you, you know, like uh, a fake $20 bill, but they give you a $20 bill. And uh, you give it to the cast, the cast member who's ringing you up or whatever. And, you know, maybe it was a $7.87 charge. On the registers we were using at the time, there was no change displayed there. It didn't tell the cast member how much change was, was, was due back. So what they said was, okay, it's $7.87. They gave you $20. Count up. How do you get to, how do you get to $8? Well, okay, $8 is, 20, uh, is, is 13 cents more. And how do I get to $10? Well, that's $2. And then how do I get to the 20? That's that's uh, $10. So all of a sudden it's, you know, $12.13 is the change. Oh, that's easy. You know, and that's so much easier than trying to do the math and figure it out. You just count up. It's very simple. 
And uh, it really does work. I mean, it had some success. You get, like I said, you get people with different education levels, people who really um, may not have the skills that, that you have or someone else has, but uh, they get it and they're able to do it and be successful with it. So they got you all set up and you're, you're ready to go. I mean, that was a you know, day's worth of work. And it was interesting to me because I met some really interesting people in my training class, in my merchandise training class. And some of them I stayed friends with for a long time uh, while I was still working in the parks and even after uh, because they were you know, interesting people who had different skills. There was one guy I remember specifically. The guy was a mechanical engineer. Here I am. I'm an industrial engineer. He was a mechanical engineer. His interest was working in Dis- at Disney as a mechanical engineer. I obviously wanted to was thinking about going to either the IE field or Imagineering would be great. But, you know, I knew that uh, we had to start somewhere. A little while later, when I went over to the Emporium for the, for the second time, but really the first time to go to work, I, I met a guy who was a lawyer. And he was a, he was a not, not practicing lawyer at this time, but, you know, he was, he was working as a lead. And he was very happy doing that. He had had a successful law career and now wanted to do something else. And you met all kinds of people all over the, all over the board in terms of what they did beyond that. So that's the end of part one of my experience going through and being a cast member. And I'll tell you more in the next podcast. Um, you know, I really, really love hearing back from anybody who's interested. Um, if you're enjoying this podcast, um, feel free to send me an email and uh, tell me what you think. And, uh, you know, the only thing I ask in return is, you know, tell your friends about the podcast. Let them know if you like it. Um, or go out and rate it in iTunes. Uh, whatever, whatever feels right to you. Um, you know, I just, I like doing this. I enjoy doing it. And I, you know, I like getting the feedback from people just to say that you're enjoying it too. So that's my stuff for today. And I am done. I'll see you. To be continued in the next podcast. We hope you enjoyed the Dave's Disney View podcast. Now, please watch your head and step as you exit the moving vehicle. Take small children by the hand. The moving conveyor belt and your ride vehicle are moving at equal and opposite speeds. So please, watch your step. And thanks for joining us on Dave's Disney View Podcast. From all of us, thanks for riding along with us. If you have questions or comments, or just would like to contact Dave, send him an email to davesdisneyview at gmail.com.